Welcome to a Myths and Men podcast, recorded live in Atlanta, Georgia. On this show, you enjoy candid conversations for men, by men, about men's issues with an amazing twist. By exploring the arts, music, games, and film, our aim is to help men better understand themselves and navigate through life's daily challenges in order to become happier and more successful. I'm your co-host, John Parker. And I'm your co-host, Dr. Daniel P. David. And this is of Myths and Men. Look out, here comes of myths and men. Yes. I'm John Parker. And I'm Dr. Daniel David. Don't be confused by that intro music. Today, we are going to dive into the world of Peter Parker. It's a good thing I don't have arachnophobia. <laughs> okay, because I was just like, that That took me back. Yeah. Just listening to that music, uh-huh, yeah. it, you know, it just kind of took me back. I, I felt like a little kid again. That's good, man. I want you to be in that good space. Yes. That's, I, a, that's a great place to be. It is. It's awesome. All right. Well, listen, guys. And maybe some girls, if you're listening to today, we're going to talk about Peter Parker, a.k.a. Spider-Man and Peter Parker, the people pleaser. Can you say that 10 times? People Parker. Nope. That's no, no, that's it. <laughs> Peter I, Parker, actually, people pleaser. Peter Parker, people pleaser. I could probably do it three good times. Uh, OK. But for the sake of not losing everybody, I right. won't make it a contest. But maybe at the end we'll have a competition. Contest, yeah, okay. we'll have a contest. All right. So, guys, listen, there are a lot of things that make us angry. There are a lot of things that frustrate us. There's a lot of things that. Um, just don't lead to good mental health, you know, and one of those things I think that has a lot of root causes and a lot of outlying issues that people don't pay attention to is people pleasing. Right. You know, and it's not a every, every, everybody doesn't have, you know, people pleasing personality disorder if there was a certain thing, but there's traits that exist that can kind of cause us, uh, discomfort in life. Right. That can lead to anger right. and lead to rage. And so what we want to kind of talk about briefly today is just kind of looking at how we can make adjustments in our lives if we find ourselves in a people-pleasing mode or if we find ourselves being overworked or stressed out, how we can kind of make adjustments so that um, our tendencies to maybe help or to want to be all things, all people, whatever that looks like, doesn't lead us into a place where we self-destruct. Right, exactly. You know, men's brains are kind of wired to... Uh, fix things mm, mm-hmm. and 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 we we attach our self-worth to fixing things wow okay. and solving problems and so uh, i think a lot of people pleasing comes in uh, the shape of or the form of um, how can i make this person happy right. i'm going to you know take their problems on i'm going to you know, i can't say no Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to say yes, and, mm-hmm. I'm, and then all of a sudden, you know, we're feeling overwhelmed, and and we're looking at everybody that we're trying to please, and they're not happy with us. Mm-hmm. You know, it feels not so good. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny. That's just like superheroes. You know, superheroes right. have that life, and they have all these expectations, and they can't say no, or they feel like they can't say no, and they don't take time off. And then we emulate those same things, but we're not superheroes, and we're not mutants, and we right. don't have magical powers. You know, we're just regular guys. Although I wish I was Harry Potter. I, you know what I should have I should have known you said it was either him or Gandalf man I didn't know which one you well like. Gandalf too okay yeah. <laughs> just a hybrid of right. those two I got you so how this came about how this this topic of conversation came out I was reading 
Spider-Man. It was just titled Spider-Man from the 90s. Um, there was about, I don't know, 300 comics in that particular series. It ran in the early 90s. And you have a situation where I think it's 47 through 50 or 46 through 49 where Spider-Man is facing off against Hobgoblin and Demo Goblin. Mm. Demo Goblin is a creation that comes out of Hobgoblin because he went to a sorceress and tried to get some powers. And somehow or another, she attached this demonic spirit to him that came out um, almost like a shadow figure, but it was like his shadow Mm -hmm. becoming an actual being that existed. And so Spider-Man in this four-part series um, is, is struggling with some identity issues. He's struggling with who he is and what he wants to be and with the idea of if what he's doing matters and makes sense. And so this comes to a head for him after he had a run-in with this guy called the Craven, the Craven dies. I can't remember whether he kills the Craven or the Craven dies, but he has his inner dialogue with himself. He's like, you know what? I'm doing all this work. I lock up all these bad guys. They break out of jail, and then they come back to torment me all over again. And if I just start killing these guys, if I just start allowing them to die instead of saving them if they slip off a building, how much easier would my life be? Right? He's having that inner dialogue because he's tired of this cycle. Fighting crime, locking guys up, Guys getting out, fighting crime, having to worry about his family, and he's just tired of that cycle. And so in this four-part series, we see him struggle with the identity of, am I this good Spider-Man that wants to save the day? Or do I let this evil side of me, this shadow side of me, come out and kind of uh, right the wrongs of, you know, I guess society. So he's not feeling appreciated? Not feeling appreciated, overworked, overwhelmed, and kind of just losing touch with his self. The Peter Parker that he wants to be, the fun-loving, happy-go-lucky guy, um, and it's it's really brought to a head when there's this this battle between him and Hobgoblin and Demon Goblin, where he actually works with Hobgoblin to the demise of Demon Goblin, but he recognizes the good nature and what the work of the Demon Goblin, what he was actually trying to do, because he has the 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 wherewithal to save this little girl's life, in 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 fact, reach leads to his own death. You know, is this selfless act of this demon, this demo goblin, this terrible person who was going around killing bad guys. The issue that Spider-Man had with him, he was killing bad guys for the sake of purging society of these evil people. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. Good intentions, bad way to go about doing it. Right. Uh, Wanting to right wrongs, good intention. That's what I mean by good intention. But you just can't go around killing people. Right. You know. Right. But when Peter Parker sees that he was he had righteous intentions and he goes and saves his little girl because this thing is like demon god was like she's innocent she's young she has nothing to do with what's going on i'm going to hold up this pillar you save the girl and eventually the pillar crashes down on him Hmm. so it's like imagine wrestling with the tension of i'm out here arresting these people putting these people up putting excuse me putting these people away that only come back to hunt me all the time then i got this guy that's getting rid of these bad guys that's making my life miserable He's not going about it the right way, but I see what he's trying to do. And then the Hobgoblin eventually gets out of the, you know, he leaves and then he has to go fight this guy over again. And it's like, man, should I have let Demo Goblin kill Hobgoblin? Because he's the real bad guy. He's the real, real bad guy. I could have probably had a decent conversation with Demo Goblin and said, hey, man, can we work on your methods? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Can we do something different? But that's the guy that ends up dying. And it's just like, that's the part of him that dies every time that he captures somebody and they get out, you know, and he has to start the cycle over again. And then he becomes... Um, his shadow. Oh, you know? yeah. So wow. Yeah, some good talk because we can talk about the shadow in a mm-hmm. moment. But mm-hmm. I'll ask you. So where do you see the parallel between Spider-Man and and guys that we talk to or guy you know guys like us? Yeah. So what I see from uh, Peter Parker, 
Peter Parker, the people pleaser, um, is that he is a man who's tired. Okay. Right? He's burnt out. He's feeling hopeless. And he's looking for resolve and respite. You know, um, he's he's got a relationship that's failing. Right. Mm-hmm. He's got a day job and a night job. Um, he has he's trying to maintain the secret identity or he's trying to maintain this this this. Uh, yeah, I guess this identity period. You know, mm-hmm. he's trying to have he wants to be seen and looked at in a certain light. And that potentially is, is falling all falling apart all around him. So I feel like many guys, if we don't have all of those things, we have a lot. Some of those things tired, burnt out feeling helpless, feeling hopeless, and want to be out of the situation or want to have some resolve or some respite, some some break from that. So it seems to speak to guys that are overdoers. Yeah. They they you know, they they want to do everything and be all things to mm-hmm. all people mm-hmm. and want to make people happy. Um, maybe because they get a sense of self worth out of that. Yeah, for sure. For definitely it, it people generally do things because they get something out of it. You know, right. unless they're just, you know, just a follower, you know, just a you know they're the they're not the alpha male, you know, mm-hmm. and they're just getting pushed around. And I think, it, you know, being a superhero with Peter Parker, his whole mantra, mantra, which I think is attributed to his uncle Ben, is that you know, with great power comes great responsibility, okay. and so he wants to live up to that. And I think most guys, like you said, if they're not fixers, they're doers, and they want to live up to something, they want to do something, they want to achieve. It's just that if we don't have good boundaries, if we don't have good self care mechanisms, if we don't know when to stop and step away, we kind of get caught up um, in just doing, 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 and then we wear ourselves out. You know, in my understanding of uh, Peter Parker and Spider Man, Peter Peter was fairly young mm-hmm. compared to the other uh, superheroes right. that we've um, talked about or are going to talk about mm-hmm. too. So. I guess I wonder where he got this whole personality that he had to, you know, please people. Mm-hmm. I think it, it, for him it came with the territory, right? So I have this power, I have this responsibility, and being young, you don't have a lot of experience. So I'm, I'm 36, and I'm at a point where I'm, I'm only doing two things: therapy and comics. <laughs> like that's right. all, that's all I got. You know what I mean? I can't do, I can't help you. I can't right, do it, right? right? But with him, like, yo, he's young, he's got the energy, he's got the zeal. And he doesn't have a whole lot of responsibilities. He doesn't have kids. You know, he has a job. And, you know, it was depending on what university he's in, he's either a student or he's working at the Daily Bugle or both or whatever. But he doesn't have a lot of the trappings that would keep somebody from going out and risking their lives and, and throwing it all into, you know, being a superhero. And so I think part of it is his, his inexperience, mm-hmm. um, his, his having not having lived life, and then wanting to do good with these powers that he has. You know, I, I see a lot of young guys who... Um, have a similar uh, issue that Peter has, you know, that that they want to be seen as uh, perfect. They want to be seen as valuable, and they they really uh, work hard. And and um, what happens is is that uh, they start to things start to crack. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. the perfection starts to crack, and they get really anxious and nervous about that. Mm-hmm. Um, because they they want everyone to be proud of them, right? Yeah, yes. You know, yes. one of the biggest things that I've talked to with young guys is you know is the level of fear that they have with disappointing either right. their parents or uh, people around them. So they don't talk about their problems. They don't talk about their their angst. Um, they just kind of kind of put on this superhero mask yeah. and try to do it all mm-hmm. and. Yes, it, it often leads to burnout, and then they're you know feeling really bad because all of the perfection is cracking yeah. away. Yeah, and then that could lead to addictions and you know right. other stuff or substance abuse or whatever. And it's funny because you mentioned that Peter Parker, like the monkey that's the burden that's kind of on his shoulders, is that he lets a bad guy go 
instead of arresting him, killing him, or whatever, uh, or he gets away, forget how it kind of works out, then that same bad guy goes and kills his, or it leads to the death of his uncle. Okay. Right? Right. So he feels really guilty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's because of his inaction or his inability to solve that particular problem. And so that's something that haunts him and it goes with him for the rest of his life. So you imagine you have these young guys out here who maybe feel like they haven't achieved what they should have achieved they're at, at an age where they should have accomplished more um or feel like again the weight of the world is on their shoulders because maybe they come from a legacy of you know cops or a legacy of preachers or a legacy of businessmen or a legacy of something that they just maybe don't even want to do i just want to bake cakes man <laughs> you know what right. I'm saying? i just want to cook you <laughs> right know what i mean i, I don't want to be the mayor you know so with him though he he i think he wants to um stop things from happening because he wants to stop his uncle from dying Okay, you know, know, but he can't because his uncle's dead. So he's stuck in this ongoing mission of trying to stop that from happening for other people. And then he he doesn't know when to stop and when to take a break and when to step back. It seems like he's then overcompensating for what you know, the 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 guilty feelings Mm -hmm. that he has for not being able to stop this guy from killing his uncle, and you know, and really just uh, overcompensating by overdoing. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's a, a lot of problems for. That creates problems for a lot of the guys that I see that struggle with that. It's like, you know, you have to overcompensate. What else can you do? You can't underachieve. You can't do anything. And so it leads to a cycle that's a vicious cycle, and it doesn't lead them to a good place for good mental health. Right. So let's talk about the nature of people pleasing. What's it really look like? Well, so I think there's a a lot of different elements, right? You know, some lists will have 50 traits and 30 traits and all this stuff but we'll look at a couple elements that are kind of relevant to um this peter parker situation okay right and so kind of all kind of related to the like you said the people pleasing so i think one of them is uh overworked and being always on duty right okay, so yeah. you're always putting on for people you're always kind of in a position where you can say yes even though you want to say no um you put yourself in a position where you can't rest and you don't put the needs of family especially first you know, that's a problem that becomes problematic and it can lead to the de- deterioration of relationships, you know, marriages, potentially girlfriends, you know, whatever, even friendships sometimes. Um, self-care, not being there, um, not having a, a break between work and home, which I think is important. We'll right, hit on that a little, right. a little bit later. Um, making the habits of saying yes when you want to say no. Um, always making sure that you do your share. You know, that's, you know, hey, you can't. Sometimes you can only do what you can do, and you shouldn't have the mentality like I got to do my piece, I got to do my part. Maybe some days you need to go to sleep, some days you need to rest, some days you need take to take care of yourself. Take care of yeah. yourself, right? So you can't always do your share. Um, I think people that are struggling with people pleasing, they become uh, confused by the concept of take it easy and relax. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't, mm-hmm. I can't. I'm. All, I got to keep going. I got to keep doing. I got to keep working, um, and that's problematic. Um, making a, a practice to please strangers and and neglect you know the people that really matter. You know, these people that don't have anything necessarily to do with your life, but you want to make sure that they're also think well of you or, or take right, care of. Right. Um, they volunteer. They jump. People please just jump to volunteer, um, especially for jobs that no one else would do. And there's probably a reason that no one else would do those other jobs, but they kind of jump to it, you know, um, constantly suppresses anger um, because they fear rejection. But that's, you know. Sometimes anger is good. Sometimes right, it can right. it can lead to good conversation or lead to positive direction, but you suppress that, which only leads to more anger, which eventually becomes rage. You know, we'll talk about that too in a second. Um, they have a people pleasers have a huge fear of letting their friends down or family down or strangers down, um, and you know, 
that's problematic. You know, right. you can't you can't live with that fear all the time. But then um, they would much rather be nice than real. Hmm. You know, and because who wants? Well, you know, and that's the image that Spider Man always gave to me. That mm-hmm. was he was a really nice guy. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, youthful and young and somewhat naive, mm-hmm. and and just trying to be a nice guy, a, a, a do gooder. Do gooder. Yeah. 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 So I think that that exactly is the the issue with him, right? Mm-hmm. So trying to be nice instead of being real leads to these issues. Him being young, the people pleasing thing. So let's just kind of jump into. Maybe some of the points, um, a few points from the people pleasing personality traits. Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, that can kind of become problematic. That can kind of maybe lead to um, anger management issues and maybe the rage. So first part, first place I want to start is with suppression of emotions. Hmm. Right. And men, I think we've talked about it in other podcasts, really are taught in our culture to suppress certain emotions. Usually it's ones that are seen as feminine or, you know, the weak, the weak, weak, weak yeah, feelings, weakness, right? yes. um, weakness. And so um, what do you what are your thoughts on kind of just how suppressions of emotions affects men psychologically? You know, I, I think that's a, a good point. And for men to to understand themselves, we have this fear of appearing weak and and not masculine enough, not man enough. And it's really easy in our society to emasculate men um to you know things like man up are are said all the time Mm -hmm. you know i've i've seen it uh, in uh on tv and 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 in people having conversations you know about men and and you know just really denigrating men and and so the idea here is that men tend to want to show a lot of bravado and 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 bulk up so the anger obviously makes them feel stronger Mm -hmm. you know so the the weakness to to be able to cry to be vulnerable to share their feelings to talk about um what their fears all these things are are what men are afraid of as as appearing weak mm-hmm. but in actuality when you and I talk with them it, we try to get them to understand that these are these can be tremendous strengths yeah you know yeah it's it's uh maybe we'll be able to talk about this uh at, at length this particular movie but creed I, I mentioned to you before there was a scene at the end of creed where apollo creed's son is fighting rocky's in his corner rocky wants to stop the fight and he's like don't stop the fight and he's like why wouldn't i stop the fight he was like because i want to know that i mattered right i want to know that i count for something i want to know that i have worth and it's just like that broke me down. Hmm. Like I was on an airplane watching that movie and I was boohooing uncontrollably hmm. and not concerned about, you know, right. I'm a therapist. So I, I don't I let my uh, let my my tears fly, right. let them flow. But just like in that moment, just realizing that he is a young man who didn't have a father, who has a, a mentor now. And he just wants to know that he matters. You know what I'm saying? Even if it means dying in this ring, even if it means getting the brakes beat off of him. He wants to feel as if he matters and he's important. And so imagine if he would have, you know, in the movie shows him fighting all his life, even from a young kid and just being angry or whatever. But imagine if we had guys that were allowed to express their emotions, that were able to express their feelings. They wouldn't grow up wondering if they matter. They wouldn't grow up wondering if they had a purpose. And if, you know what I mean? Because they that expression of emotions allow you to experience the world. You know what I mean? And it doesn't have to just be anger. It doesn't have to be fighting. It doesn't have to be some kind of physical uh, uh, aggression that comes out. But I think that, again, you know, it, there is a place for that. There's a place for anger and there's a place for aggression. But it really, it, it, 
him being able to say that was freeing for him. And it 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 was it allowed Rocky to see like, oh man, this is bigger than just this kid boxing. You know what I'm saying? And if he hadn't said that, if he hadn't explained that, he was like, I'm fine. Let me just go out there and fight again. Right. Rocky probably would have stopped the fight, which he may have needed to anyway. Right. But it, it, it wouldn't, they wouldn't have had that moment. You know what I'm saying? And so that, that moment of duress and being under stress and like, don't stop this, allowed for his true feelings to come out. And then it, it allowed for their relationship to grow and a bond to be formed. But then it also gave him the, uh, the strength to carry on. You know, I often explain to guys about emotions and, what what it would be like if they went into an art art museum, for example, and uh, all they saw in all the beautiful art that was there, black and white paintings, mm. and you know, uh, you know, we we could go back to black and white TV. Remember, right. um, yeah. with all the shades. I remember, of, but maybe you. Didn't. Oh yeah, okay. I forgot. <laughs> oh, I just set myself up there, didn't I? You did. You did. Okay, okay. All right. You know, so um, I'll get you back later. <laughs> Thank um, you. you know, so it, it's like. Emotions are uh, bring color into life. Mm-hmm. They bring the different shades of life and depth. You know, so imagine that you know going into an art museum and and not seeing color. It would be pretty boring and pretty drab, mm-hmm. and and we wouldn't have that richness of art. But emotions are just like color, and and they do bring us into depth and connection to life. So I, I really encourage guys to get more comfortable with their emotions. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to people pleasing, often I see guys um, suppressing their emotions because they, they've got to show that they're strong or that they're capable or that they're on top of their world. They can't have any flaws or failings or, or anything like that. And it really hooks into what is, what is often described as the, the performer mm. because we get into performance-based acceptance and self, um, self, uh, self-esteem. So, you know, it's like a performer on stage. If I'm on stage, everyone sees me and I exist, right? Okay. You know, mm-hmm. and so I'm gonna I'm gonna really perform well, so everyone is pleased with me. I'm gonna do all these things to make everyone happy, and I'm gonna stay in the perform performer mode. But the moment that I get off stage, my I, I lose my identity. Right. Yeah. I, I'm no longer being in front of everyone, and no one's thinking of me. And I, and a lot of men go through this as a self esteem issue, mm-hmm. so that they get into uh, things that you know, situations where they can't say no and they've always got to take on the extra load Mm -hmm. or they've always got to prove themselves. So eventually they get wore down in this people pleasing mode because it's a constant, I got to be on point on stage. I got to be visible in order to be, to matter. Like, like you said with Rocky. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, you covered several other aspects of the people pleasing man, just always being on, taking on these other aspects of things, taking on this work, you know, just trying to prove your worth. And it's, again, it's one of those things where if men understood that, hey, despite what the expectations may be, despite your willing, well, your want to do these different things, you can't do everything. Right. You can't be involved in everything. You can't save everybody. You can only be effective when you have energy, when you have uh, a good night's sleep. Right. You you know what I'm saying? When When you take care of yourself. Right, 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 right. right. And you're doing the things that are giving you energy. Yes. As opposed to suck the life out of you. I talk to guys all the time, like, how many things are you doing that bring you energy as compared to the things that you're doing that suck the life out of you? And if you have a nine to five that's sucking the life out of you, definitely have to have extracurricular activities that are bringing you energy, that are charging your battery. Because if you don't, you're gonna you're gonna you you're burning the candle on both ends. You're wearing yourself out, and, and that's gonna be problematic. So then let's transition it with that thought into thinking about self care, um, and then 
the idea of that transition from work to home and what that what that should look like and how it should look. Um, so for self-care for me, one of the things I preach heavy, heavy, heavy to dudes um, in therapy is is having ways to unwind, to relax, to step away from the things that that are that aren't um, that aren't energizers, um, things that don't bring you energy. I'm, I'm a promoter of massages. You know right, what I'm saying? Okay. You know, I, I think that, you know, being able to sit, relax, clear your mind. Um, I guess you can do that with meditation, you know, or some right. type of mindfulness. But, I, you know, I enjoy a good massage. You Why know not? what I'm saying? You know, so, you know, it's just one of those things where it 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 it, it gives me, it brings back energy while allowing to the toxins and all that stuff to kind of just flow from out of me. You know, like a good, a good sauna or steam bath. But just, you know, having the opportunity to just sit still. Be, you know, not have your mind racing um, and being able to clear your thoughts, you know, and that can come from fishing. Some people like to fish. They like to be on the boat, be on the dock where there's just silence, you and the fish, whether you catch something or not, you're just out there in that serene environment. Um, I don't know. So what are, what are some of your, your self-care? Well, things? you know, I, I think I use an acronym with guys. Um, it's PIES, P-I-E-S. Okay. So when we get into taking care of ourselves, we really need to, uh, number one, do the physical thing, like mm-hmm. you said. Um you know, exercise, eat right, mm-hmm. and also um, get massages and, and go swimming and go biking and get outdoors and do physical things that nurture the body mm-hmm. and make us healthier. And then I for intellect or, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, challenging our minds mm-hmm. and really getting uh, stimulating conversations, talking to people, really connecting, reading books, uh you know, educate, educating ourselves. These are things that can really feed the mind. And I always ask people, you know, what do you listen to all day? Mm-hmm. And they'll say, well, I, I watch, you know, TV or I, I, I listen to, you know, certain types of music. And I say, well, okay, is it, does it nurture your mind or does it drain your mind? You know, if you're not listening to things, I like to put on some a podcast. I like to listen to our podcast, but other podcasts, <laughs> right? Right. And, um, you know, I, I'm kind of big into Wayne Dyer and Louise Hay and positive affirmations and mm-hmm. things like that. So yeah. really feeding the mind. So that's the I for intellect. And then E for emotions. You know, that's connecting with people and, you know, expressing ourselves. Um, and, and sometimes that can be done through art and music as well. Just uplifting the, the emotional mindset that we have, right? And then S for spirituality. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to be religious, you know to have spirituality. You don't even have to have a higher power. But spirituality for me is connecting to the big picture. You know, how do I fit in, into the big picture? Yeah. Get out into nature, mm-hmm. get out into, you know, the wildlife and, and really experience the connection to uh, the, the, the whole planet, you know, and, and spirituality. And there's so many different ways to do that. We can meditate as well. And, you know, um, I like to... Uh, 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 aromatherapy and yes. and candles yes. and things like that are really good and you, you say well you know i'm a man i'm a macho man well you know what uh you may be macho and you may be a man but your body uh, will, <laughs> right. will tell you that if you don't take care of it it's yep. going to crash yep. you know exactly so that's what i do it's pies p-i-e-s okay, okay. that sounds good like that is game and that was free you know what yes I mean? exactly like, that i mean that that pies is is a is a real life situation and if people don't take anything away anything else away from this uh episode is, is try to live by that pies method you know try to get that physical taken care of the intellectual taken care of emotional and your spiritual life and i think it will lead to less 
drama. It'll lead to less stress and you'll be more apt and able to kind of uh, move forward. Right. Something we were talking about uh, in the in the pregame show and kind of preparing things, we were talking about like that, that transition, right? So one of the things with Peter Parker is that he's always on. He's got a day job and a night job and a night job and a day job and he's always gone. And so, but we talked about another element of having that if your work life is stressful and then your home life is stressful, that is very problematic. Right. And it's a step outside of the people pleasing thing, but it also goes towards the, the anger management and the rage that could potentially yes. come. So let's talk a little bit about how or needing to have good boundaries um, between work life and home life and trying to create an environment at home that doesn't create more stress for you. Um, what, what are your thoughts on on, on that. Well, I think it's important that our homes need to be our sanctuaries. True, yeah. I ask guys to actually create a sacred space in their home. Yeah. That might be in a garden. It might be in a, in a room where they can just sit down and, and meditate. And, you know, I think that when we talk to our family members and say, okay, I'm coming uh, home from uh, a tough day at work, just give me some time out. Yeah. Um, you know, I've had uh, wives come in and, uh, you know, other family members come in and say, you know, when he goes to work, when he comes home from work, he, he doesn't want to talk. He doesn't want to, you know, connect, right. you know, and it's like, <laughs> well, time. well, okay. That's where the performer has been on all day. Right. Yeah. The engine is running hot and it <laughs> needs to cool down. Yep. And, and so I actually just say, guys, you need to talk to your loved ones and say, Hey, I, if, if you know that I'm coming home every day, give me a timeout first and let me go and shower. Let me go and, um, unwind for, you know, 30 minutes, mm -hmm. 40 minutes. Let me go, um, you know, take care of myself so I can get out of my mindset at, from being on point at work. And I don't have to treat my home like my work yeah. that, that I actually come into my sacred space. Yeah. And then eventually, you know, um, you know, so I, I tell guys go go do those things and then come out and then make it a point to you know engage the family, engage the wife, engage the children. Mm -hmm. You know, be uh, be present with them. So I think that's really important to set that up for for men. Yeah, there's a uh, a phrase, a term that we use kind of in therapy um, as counselors, as therapists, um, as life coaches that we have that I implement as far as my own self care, but I mm -hmm. think it's, it's more than relevant to the general population is the idea. I, I think it's called, um, uh, crossing the river. Okay. And the idea is, Hey, as I'm hearing people's stories all day long, as I'm trying to provide some guidance and some life coaching and good therapy and hearing all these traumatic things, I can't take that home with me. Mm -hmm. Right. So I have to have a place, whether it's a literal place, a literal bridge, whatever it is that I cross, that I cross that river and I leave the day's events behind. Right. Right. I can't take these thoughts and these ideas home with me because it's going to affect my home life. It's going to make me not want to talk. It's going to make me shut down. It's going to make me angry and frustrated. So every day when I leave here, when I leave the office, I cross a river. Now, for me, it's literally as soon as I get in the car and I put on talk radio and I hear these right. guys talk about the same sports stuff every day. Atlanta, bitter, angry, mad because their sports teams are mediocre. And so every <laughs> year they have high hopes that things will change and they're disappointed all the is time. Is that why they drive that way? I think so. Okay. I, I, think, I think that's that, the major reason why. Is that why you drive that way? I'm okay. trying to get away from them. <laughs> okay. And so that creates <laughs> more anxiety for me. But that's my, I mean, that's my river. You know what I'm yes. saying? Like I, I get in the car turn that stuff on and just listen to them talk. But it's good it's good banter and it makes for good for good conversation. And then the other thing is when I get home, 
I make sure to change clothes, you know, so that I'm not in my work clothes, quote unquote, that I'm, I'm putting on a T-shirt, putting on my, my gym shorts. And I and I've, I've taken the last little bit of my work off of me. And it's a metaphor. It's metaphorical. I'm shedding that dead weight and I'm shedding that and I'm I'm, I'm able to uh, kind of be a new something when I get home, you know, right. and I, all that stuff is gone. And so, you know, I think that guys, that you, whatever you need to do, if it's the shower, if it's the timeout, if it's definitely having the conversation, if you had a bad day, hey, honey, I'm on the way home. Wasn't a good day. She'll love it because you'll be emotional with her and telling you, telling her your feelings. And right. she's like, oh, my gosh, we're in touch with each other. Right. But it also sets the stage for you saying, hey, when I come home. Give me, me a few minutes. Give me a few minutes. Yeah. I, I remember one of the things I had to have a conversation with my wife about is that uh, when, we sh- when she had her first child, um, she, you know, she was off for nine months, which is fine. It was great being with the baby. But in the, in the very beginning, there were times where she would hand me the baby as soon as I walked in and ask me, can I change your diaper? And that would send me into a place. Wow. Now, I was cool, calm, and collected on the outside. I take the baby, change the diaper. But I had to have a conversation with her after a couple of that, couple incidences like that. Like, I've had a, I'm working 12, 14-hour days, working two jobs to make sure that everything's good so you can stay home with the baby. No, I'm not mad at that. That's what I wanted right, to do, right? Right, absolutely. But the idea is you can't give me a baby that's dirty and needs a diaper change when I walk in the door. Like I need to be able to breathe. I need to be able to relax. Say hi to me. Let's have a conversation. But it just makes me think like, what it what what happened all day? What how long has the baby been in this dirty diaper? Why couldn't you do this? And it, it's it gives me more negative vibes than positive vibes. Right. And so once I was able to have that conversation with her, get her to understand that we didn't have that problem anymore, and I didn't have to feel that way after a long day at work. But that conversation had to be had, you know. And so I think if as we get into the habit of having those conversations, explaining ourselves, and getting those, you know emotions out we can transition and cross our rivers and be able to be good for our family once we take that break absolutely i i've had uh women tell me that once they worked it out that they knew that their husbands were coming home and you know uh you know we we can also say that there are women who are working and having children and also they need that time out too so so it it goes both ways but we're talking to men right now and you know, for men, it, it's important to set up our family members with the expectation that when I come home, I, I don't want to be rude. I don't want to be cold. I don't want to be shut down. I really need to go and take off, like Peter Parker, take off yes. my, my, my costume, costume mm-hmm. take off my performance, mm-hmm. and and then take a shower, you know, get into my home life mindset, and then come out and greet everyone and be present. And I think that's so important. And I've had women say that it's made a huge difference in their relationship. Yes. And guys, you got to be willing to have that conversation. That's it. You know, so we're going to wrap things up. But I, I, again, I want to stay in that narrow focus of just looking at Peter Parker, looking at superhero lifestyle, looking at people pleasing, seeing the resulting anger and frustration that can happen, whether it's with your family, whether it's road rage, whatever that looks like, and wanting guys to avoid the pitfalls of when their anger becomes too much and it leads into rage and where that could lead to in this particular series that we're referencing Peter Parker starts he doesn't decide to start killing people but he gets to the point where he's reckless in how he uh, deals with the bad guys that he's attempting to arrest or subdue or whatever to the point where he almost puts civilians lives in danger Mm -hmm. and so for us when we're people pleasing we're always on duty when we're having these issues not crossing our rivers our anger can lead to a rage that's detrimental to us. We can say something crazy at, at work and lose our job. We can say something crazy to our wife and 
hurt her feelings or our significant others or loved ones and cause them to not want to be bothered. Right. Uh, we can make silly mistakes on the road, road rage, right. you know, whatever. But the purpose of our conversations is to get you guys to understand that it can be different. Yes. Right. Things, things can be done and you don't have to succumb to the rage and the anger. Absolutely. So um, with the pies thing, I think that it's so important just to do this daily. Don't don't do it once a week. Don't do it on the weekend, right. but do it daily. What are you doing to really take care of yourself physically, intellectually, emotionally, and spiritually? And I think that that will be really helpful for um, bringing down that rage, that anger, you know, and talk about, hey, I, I needing to feel appreciated. It's mm-hmm. okay to say, I, you know, I, I just need to feel appreciated or I need to feel understood or, you know, cared for. And I think that, that when we shed that macho image and we allow um, our family members and our friends to care for us and we can mutually care, it, it goes a long way. So it gives us extra energy to, to be better at work and, 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 and more on point with our careers and everything that we're trying to accomplish. I agree 100%. So, fellas, we're encouraging you to live that pies lifestyle. We want you to be able to manage your life when it comes to work and home and have a good balance. We want you to have good self-care. We want you to put the people pleasing to a side, and that might right. take coming to see us. You right. know, that might come. That will take coming to therapy and working through those things. Yes. Um, men are fixers, and we want to we want to help, but that can become detrimental and affect us in ways that we don't need it to. Um, so hope you enjoyed this show. Um, yes. We try to keep it brief. We wanted to stay too f- very focused because I think both of us like to talk, and we could uh, we can go on forever and ever and ever and ever. But we just wanted to hit this aspect real quick. Peter Parker, people pleaser. Peter Parker, people pleaser. Peter Parker, people pleaser. And uh, I'm not gonna be able to do it. No, no, that's all right. <laughs> My all brain right. doesn't work that fast. All right. I stuck it in there on you. All right, because I wanted to win this time. Okay, I won, you, so. you won. You all won. Right. But yeah, guys, we just want you to have good mental health. We want you to talk to your spouses, significant others, be real with them, have good conversations, live a pious lifestyle, and uh, just not be so angry. All right. All right. This is John Parker. And I'm Dr. Daniel David. And this has been Of Myths and Men. Thank you for listening to Of Myths and Men podcast. If you or someone you know may be in need of therapeutic or counseling services or even life coaching, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. Our contact phone number is 770-674-0553. You can also reach us via email at contact at ofmythsandmen.com. That's contact at O-F-M-Y-T-H-S-A-N-D-M-E-N.com. Our web address is ofmythsandmen.com. And again, that's spelled O-F-M-Y-T-H-S-A-N-D-M-E-N.com. Thank you for listening.